Here we go on a Thursday. Welcome to the Critical Condition Sports Podcast, wherever you may be and however you're listening. Thanks for joining me today on another episode here. Folks, it's a beautiful day. I know it's a Thursday. I usually release episodes on Friday. The last two weeks have been kind of crazy, but don't worry, folks. I think we're, we're going to be sticking around with that uh, Thursday release date for everyone here. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. I have Max Van Auken from the Max Van Auken Podcast. Coming on to the show, we'll be talking about some football, NFL, basketball, some of the storylines. Uh, Max is a huge NBA guy. He's very knowledgeable in any other sports, but NBA is definite, definitely his bread and butter, so it's always a good time to be able to talk with a great mind like himself. Real quick before we get into today's show, I just want to remind everybody to you know like, review, rate, subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to from, and to head over to the YouTube page and check out the actual videos of the of these podcasts that I bring you there. So just go to YouTube, type in Critical Condition Sports, hit like, subscribe, all that good stuff supports the show. Real quick before we get into this awesome interview with Max, just want to give you all my thoughts on UFC 268. It was a magnificent card. Ian Gary showed up, like I told everyone. You know, Ian has potential to become a world champion and one of the best that there ever will be. He definitely has the potential. I don't just throw that out with anyone. And, you know, he was a little nervous throughout, you know, the opening round, but he was able to get that first round knockout with one second left. That's clutch right there. What else would you want? Alex Pereira looked really good. Main girl was fantastic. You know, Chandler and Gaethje, fight, fight of the year. What else could you expect? I think that Chandler was a little bit reckless there, but that's why we love his style. I think it's all entertaining, and for him, you know, I don't think he loses any stock, but I do think that the next fight has to be a fight that he can win. Uh, we'll see what the UFC wants to do with that. With Justin Gaethje, obviously, title shot should be next here for him. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, again, Billy Quarantello and Shane Burgos, awesome fight. I feel bad that they had to go follow Michael Chandler and, um, you know, Justin Gaethje. Tough, tough act to follow, but those do, those two dudes, man, Bill, Billy Quarantello proved that he deserves to be in the ranked in the top 15. Cheeto Vera getting better. I got a lot of heat for that pick. Um, I told you all, man, I just don't know where Frankie's at. And that's no disrespect to him. I just don't know. You know, Father Time catches up to everybody. It just hasn't caught, caught up to Tom. Zhang Wei Li and Rose, I mean, Rose Wan, did, she did what champions do. I thought the judging was questionable, but she did what champions do. Uh, I definitely think that, I don't think that Wei Li, I thought she had done enough, but seeing how those two rounds went for her, I didn't think that she would get the decision just because of the fact that she looked like she was just content with going to the judges. It never really works out if you have that mentality. That's not a championship mentality there. Uh, going into the main event, I picked uh, Kobe Covington. I was wrong. Here's the thing, folks. Kobe Covington, though, is the only person to ever give Kamaro any issues. Kamaro usually steamrolls through these guys. And Kobe Covington, I think he started late. That might be a little bit of inactivity. He started a little bit late and got better within that fourth and fifth round. I don't think Colby Covington losing, loses stock. And to be quite honest with you, you know, the Leon Edwards and Jorge Masvidal fight has been pulled because Masvidal got an injury. I think this would be the perfect time for the UFC to just say, let's do Colby versus Masvidal, but let's have them coach the ultimate fighter first. Get all those ratings in. If you know one thing about Kobe, they could, he could sell, and Masvidal could definitely, definitely sell it. Heat. He's already been doing AEW wrestling. So do that. Build up to this fight, like in May or June or July, and then have them go at it. And I think that would be a phenomenal, phenomenal way to cap off this rivalry. I think, you know, if Kobe can get one more, one or two more wins, I think he can get himself back into this title shot with Kamaru Usman. As far as Usman, you just really don't know where he goes next. 
Um, you know, he's such a dominant champion. I think I believe he's one or two fights away from retiring because he's really rolled through all these guys. I don't think he's interested in going up to middleweight to fight Izzy. If you know you're gonna if you're trying to prove more accolades to yourself, going up to the next division and getting the belt would be the goal. If Izzy's a champion, I definitely don't see Usman wanting to do that. That's his friend, that's his brother. So there you go. Those are my thoughts on UFC 268. I want to give you all a quick rundown. Now go ahead and enjoy this awesome episode with Max Van Auken. My next guest, he is a personality. He has his own show, which is called the Max Van Auken Podcast. Please welcome on his show, Max Van Auken himself. How you doing, brother? I'm doing fantastic. I uh, really appreciate you letting me come on your podcast and pick your brain on a couple of stuff as well. So I'm doing fantastic. Every day is a great day. So any chance you could just sit and record and talk sports is my favorite thing to do. Awesome, man. Uh, now you're from uh, you're from Orlando. Am I correct? Uh, well, Daytona Beach technically, but yeah, Orlando's about an hour away. So when I cover the Magic Games, it's about an hour depending on traffic. But yep, definitely that Orlando area. How's the weather over there? Uh, compared to other people, I'm sure it's actually not really nice, but right now we have a, a storm coming in. So it's just been a lot of rain. Uh, Florida's bipolar. So it, yeah. depending on the day, one day it's really sunny. You're like, man, I, this is why I like being here. Other days it's like, <laughs> it can't stop raining. So it just kind of depends on what side of the bed Florida wakes up on. But like I said, compared to other states uh, along the country, um, I know temperatures have dropped. Some people yeah. get a lot of snow. Uh, the coldest it's getting here right now is like low 60s. Oh man, that's a dream. I, I hate, I mean, even in Texas, it's about 40 something, man. It's look, right. I, I lived in Cleveland for a bit, you know, so I, I know a little bit about the cold, man, but dude, uh, I just, I love Texas for its weather. I, I really, really hate anything below 50. I got it. I want to explore Texas. So my family's from New York, uh, but I really do want to explore Texas a little bit. I only went there one time and that was through the airport when I was traveling to and from Los Angeles. And that was the only time I've been in Texas. You got to come and, and get a, a Whataburger. Really? We do have a Whataburger. The closest one for me is Jacksonville, and that's like two hours away. Oh, they have I that love... over there? Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's cool. I didn't know that. I get the um the patty melt. Dude, it's the best thing in the world, man. <laughs> People are like, oh, Five Guys is better. Nah, In-N-Out's pretty good, too. So if you ever if you ever in the area, you can try some In-N-Out. It's pretty good. Not, not better than Whataburger. It hits different. But mm -hmm. it's still good. So, Max, you know, so you are the host of the Max Van Auken podcast. You know, you do some me you do media for the Orlando Magic, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, and you sir. let the audience know about more of the things that you do, man, on your show. Yeah. So it started off my podcast, Max Van Auken podcast. You can get it anywhere. Um, and then it kind of grew a pretty big following and started having on some big personalities that kind of grew legs. And then I ended up on the radio here at 104.7. So then. People really liked me on the radio and it just got me access to the Orlando Magic. And then I was interviewing uh, the Kawhi Leonard's and the Trey Young's and the Giannis's. And that just really grew um, my audience because I always try to take a different perspective. Uh, I think media in general, uh, I was watching the UFC press conference and you can just tell the way the media is viewed. Um, and it's unfortunate at times because I feel like they media is viewed in a way where they're always trying to get clicks or they're always yeah. trying to ask questions to agitate the athlete, to get that, that you're sound talking, bite. You're talking about so John always, Morgan? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I've had John Morgan on my show Same. and he's an amazing, yeah, he's an yeah. awesome guy. And so in Kobe, I mean, obviously we know what Kobe does, but I always try to take the approach of, let me ask you a basketball question. Like okay. I want you to be excited. Like, man, I get an opportunity to talk about my game. 
And so I just always taken that route where I just want to talk about the art form of what you do. So like I talked to Julius Randall, I'm like, the way you've transformed your game is incredible because when people like when he entered the league, I know I'm going on a little bit of a rant, but when he went into the league for the Lakers, he was just as a power forward back to uh, face up and just get to the rim. Now uh, he's like a dual forward. He could do a little bit of everything. And it's so incredible to see that evolution of his game. So I talked to him about that and you see his face light up and he, and the New York Knicks shared that post. And that's just, I always have approached everything that I do that way. And so my podcast, unique theories, I'll compare NBA players to Marvel characters, tie worlds together. I just want there to be a better balance between media and the athletes themselves. And so that's kind of what I do on a daily basis. Yeah. I remember watching the, the your Chris Paul take, man, the Wi-Fi. Yeah. The Wi-Fi. Watch the, the, the Max Van Auken show here. So yes. So that was, that was a very good example there. You're doing great, man. You're doing great. I love the content. You could definitely tell. And I wanted to have a, you know, a knowledgeable person in the NBA coming over here and just talk, talking and, you know, shedding some light on certain things that I just don't cover, to be quite honest, just because, you know, we're doing MMA, we're doing the NFL, all that good stuff, obviously, with all the, the crazy fights going on, the UFC. Really, there's no offseason for MMA, man. Re- there really isn't. So it's that's all over. But thank you for, for coming on now. Now, let me ask you this, though. So you cover a lot of NBA. I know you're, you know, you're an MMA fan as well. But... Mm-hmm. Football, right? I want to go. I want to touch base on some football stuff, you know, going on here because, like what you said, media, media wants to, you know, the way I feel is everyone's scared to make a statement or have a quote unquote hot take, which I'm not a fan of that, uh, you know, phrase to be honest with you. So right. somebody will say something like, for example, Patrick Mahomes, right? Oh, Patrick Mahomes is okay to criticize him. And then just everyone's doubling down now. You hear mm-hmm. things like, oh, this is the worst I've ever seen him, which is true. But, oh, my goodness, I'll n- we'll never see him at his best again. Oh, my goodness, it was just Andy Reid. Oh, my goodness, the Chiefs are missing the playoffs. You know, when I laugh at that because, again, it's like everyone's too scared to, you know, have a take on there. And as soon as somebody breaks the barrier and says it, then everyone's like just jo- joins in, you know. Not a fan of that kind of stuff because I do think that with media, a lot of things are overplayed, right? You know, stories, you know stories happen and the Kansas City Chiefs I guess it's easy easy to not make fun of but criticize in the sense because of the fact that they've been so dominant and so great right you can Kansas City to the Kansas City to the Super Bowl you know, it's always been done like that way and this year they're struggling but I think people need to calm down you know I think they need to calm down because of the fact that again we're still halfway through the season you know they're at 500 Sure, they would make miss the playoffs, but Max, you know, I, I don't know how long you've seen the NFL. We've seen teams get on runs late. I can remember the 05 Steelers win four games in a row when it at to end the season and then go on to win the Super Bowl. You know, yep. we saw we saw plenty of teams like the Baltimore Ravens beat during Ray Lewis's last year. We saw that happen. The New York Giants, when they upset, you know, the New England Patriots that were the undefeated team. I'm a Pats fan. It's, I still get nightmares about that game. But it happened, you know, teams get on runs. So I think people need to pipe down on the Kansas City Chiefs. You have a take to offer when it comes to that? Yo, absolutely. I'm in 100% agreement with you. I, uh, media is, we are like the, the, the art is storytelling. Yeah. What is the popular story to tell? What do people want to listen to? People want to hear. People are drawn to the bold take. They're Patrick Mahomes. We're never going to see that guy like that again. Like he, he's just clear. Like you said, the Chiefs, yeah, they had a good run. Like people are drawn to that. Well, why does he think that? Why would he say that? So is Patrick Mahomes really done? And so, like you said, it's a copycat world. One person says it. Now everyone's like, oh, what? Got to double down on it. Look at Patrick yeah. Mahomes. He's not, he's not this. What happens is, he has played at such an exceptional level so early 
we've compared him to the all-time greats already. Yes. So the bar is set so high. So whenever he even just shows remote weaknesses or just signs of struggle, immediately, oh, he's not the same anymore. He, he can't do it anymore. Like you said, you would think they're like 0-8 oh the way people talk about them. They're full, like you said, 500. So people become prisoners of the moment and they become a copycat to what the popular agenda is. And to your point, that's you have to take a breath and you have to step back because we've seen through history. I've always said there's three ways to look at the game. Okay. The history um, of it. What does history tell us? You can look at the stats because sometimes numbers do not lie. Um, and then you have to look at what your eyes are telling you. And so when you look at the history of the game, to your point, there's been plenty of teams who've been able to bounce back. You get through the lulls, you find your stride, and you can still win it all. So I'm 100% on your side with this as far as let's just take a breath. Let's yeah. see how things play out. Andy Reid is still an exceptional coach. Um, Patrick Mahomes is still an exceptional quarterback. Are they in a lull? Are there some weaknesses? Are there areas of concern? Absolutely. But it doesn't mean we just all of a sudden have to wave the white flag and just say they're done. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing. Like you said, prisoners of the moment. You know, I was always telling people, like, why are they calling Mahomes the GOAT? Why are they calling them the mm -hmm. next great dynasty? You know, it's hard. Unless you're Brady, it's really hard to win in the NFL consistently. You look at Seattle. You know, remember when Russell Wilson won the first Super Bowl second year? People were saying, hey, next dynasty, Legion of, you know, Doom or Legion of Boom, whatever it was called back yep. then. And then they didn't win. Look at let's look at you know a little bit of basketball here the basketball here the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant right dynasty all over the place they yielded two titles during their four year run but was it a four year run do I have that yeah, correct well, yeah they won one pre Kevin Durant and then they yes. won two with Kevin Durant so three titles and to your point not to cut you off yeah dynasties never last as long as we really think like yeah. it like you said unless you're Tom Brady you're talking about one person yeah. unless you're that one person. Besides maybe Michael Jordan, even then people forget it wasn't six in a row. He did come back out of retirement. He did have to retire. He did lose to the Orlando Magic before he went on his another three-peat. It is hard. Like, it is hard to, like, retain and maintain greatness for that long, that consistently. And so the Warriors, they're going to win 10 in a row. The Miami Heat, they're going to win six in a row. It's like, no, it never really works. as Like, dynasties never are as good as we think they will be. No, definitely. Unless, again, Tom Brady. It's uh, But we have a rule here. We, we don't compare people to Tom Brady. No, here. you don't. You can't. You, you can't. You can't, man. <laughs> so it's 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 funny that that's going on now. Okay, so prisoners of the moment, right? The Bucks lost to the Saints, right? Everyone's freaking out again. Oh, the Bucks, are they done? That secondary is awful. Brady looks like he saw ghosts, you know, to quote good old Sam Darnold there. I don't <laughs> think they're done, man. I think people need to calm down. Hey, Tom struggles on the road. He struggles against the Saints normally. Because everyone else, he just destroys everyone out there. I mean, yeah. what's what's your take on the books? It, 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 like, again, it cracks me up. So we have, if you want to bet against Tom Brady and you want to think that they're done, you can go ahead. I'm going to double down. I'm going to bet on Tom yeah. Brady. So if, if he has a, a bad regular season game, like you said, normally struggles against the team, all of a sudden they're done. But I guarantee you these same people uh, will be the first ones to say, oh, yeah, I wouldn't want to play Tampa when, when it comes playoff time, when they find their yeah. stride. And so I, when it comes to Tom, I have so much confidence and faith in his knowledge of the game and what he's able to do. These regular season games, like I said, I'm not saying they're meaningless because obviously they hold tons of value, especially in the NFL. Of course. Uh, but if there's anybody to not really worry about or if there's like not to, oh, my God, so like drastic change, it's Tom Brady. 
Like it's okay. It's all, it's okay to have a loss in the regular season, but we just hold it. So we hold him as we should, because he is the great, he is the goat. Whenever he has any type of flaws or it's look how old he is. Look at like, he's got to be done soon. Right. It's like, can he not have a bad game? Like, is that possible? Or does it always have to be his age or does it always have to be some drastic fall off? So with you, with the chiefs, with Tampa, with Tom, I'm all about patience and let things play out before you all of a sudden just say they're done. Absolutely. Now, look, I'm going to hit a hit on this last uh, topic here when it comes okay. to the NFL, because, you know, again, we talk about media jumping on negativity, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about positivity, though. And I have, so I do another show with a guy named Corey Mack. It's called Breaking the Line. It's on IG Live and it's okay. on Tuesdays. And we talk about, you know, a lot of it is just based on football and things that are going outside the NFL. But one of the things, and people give me a lot of flack about this, is the Dallas Cowboys. You know, we're in Texas here. So I tell people <laughs> they are not a top five team, in my opinion, still. You know, and people are like, oh, you're just a hater. Da, 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 da. You hate us because you ain't us. All, the, all this nonsense, right? All this nonsense here. When I look at Dallas, though, again, prisoners of the moment, right? They look great right now. They're playing too well right now. And, you know, they should feel good about themselves because they were able to go on the road against, you know, the Minnesota Vikings with a backup quarterback, which we have never seen, and he won, right? He outplayed Kirk Cousins, which that's not saying as much, you know, when you think about Kirk and his history. No offense to him. So my point is here, again, media jumps in, right? Positivity. Too much positivity when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. People are ranking them in the top two, the number one team to beat. I mean, where are you as far as the Dallas Cowboys? Because you grew up in Florida, so, I mean, were they a big thing over there? Because I hear that they're America's team, and everyone talks about the Cowboys all over the country. What's your take on that, Max? Well, yeah, they, the Cowboys, Yankees, and Lakers are the biggest brands in sports. So yeah. no matter where you go, you're going to see those type of jerseys. You're going to see a Dak jersey. You're going to see a Zeke jersey. Um, so they're, certainly they're huge here just because, like I said, they're the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones is the number one guy when it comes to marketing and being oh, able man. to him. There's not even a close second. So uh, I think they're a good football club. I do think that they have um, – a really good opportunity to make more noise than they normally make. But we also have to look at the history of the Dallas Cowboys, right? We go back (laughs) to the history of the, if you look at the history of the Dallas Cowboys compared to what the hype has been compared to what the positivity has been through Dallas over the years, you'd think they've at least have a couple Super Bowls under their belt. Like, but they don't, they they really don't over the, like if when you look over the course of like the past several seasons, they never do as good as what the positivity is at the time, especially in the postseason. So I'm never really sold on Dallas until I see it translate to when it matters most. Uh, but to your point, they are playing good football. I think they do have the, like the intangibles to win. Uh, but I'm not a hundred percent sold on all the positivity that's going their way. Should they be sell yeah. like, should they celebrate the, the goods? Yeah, absolutely. But not? I'm not a hundred percent sold on Dallas. And just because I know the history of the game and I know their history. Me, me, me neither, man. You know, I'll tell you. So, I am from the real Grand Valley originally. I'm in San Antonio now, but I'm from the real Grand Valley uh, originally. So what they do over there is every time the Cowboys win, they do this thing called La Pitada, which pretty mm-hmm. much they go on a street on the same street after every Cowboy win, and they just start honking their horns, man. And there you see everyone waving their Cowboy flags and stuff like that, just celebrating. Yeah. I always thought that that was funny. Look, to be quite honest with you, I, I don't think Dallas is a top five team. Before Derrick Henry got hurt, I had Dallas at number seven because mm. because I don't think they can stop Derrick Henry in Tennessee because at least, you know, my, my thing is like what you said, history, right? Who have you beaten this season that has been consistently winning, right? The chargers, right? Oh, Oh, Justin Herbert and the chargers. 
Justin Herbert won four games last year, as good as he was, four or five games last year. You know, right. Ooh, the Eagles. Okay, the NFC least. They literally call your division the NFC least. You know, who can you beat? I think Arizona would beat them. Yep. I, I think the Rams would beat them. I think Tampa would be Tom Brady got there so fast that he was throwing the ball out of bounds just to kill kill clock. Yep. No, I think Buffalo would beat him. I think again Tennessee before the Derrick Henry thing would have beaten him. I think Green Bay can beat him. I think it's a very beatable team, and that's what people are feeling to miss. And people are going to say, "Oh, well, you know, we beat the Panthers over three and zero. Yeah, well, look at the Panthers now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's they're not again they're quality wins because you're in the NFL, of course. But at the same time, I mean. What are you trying to compare yourself to? The standard is trying to win a Super Bowl, right? Because that's what Jerry wants, a Super Bowl. So I just don't think today that they're as good as they think they are. And I think Dallas will fold in the playoffs, to be honest with you. So no, and, of, I agree. and the history yeah. says they win. History oh, says yeah. They win. There you go, man. <laughs> I mean, but Dallas is always so funny, man. It's always funny to watch them. You know, they, they draw ratings, which is, which is awesome. You know, I always find myself watching a Cowboy game just because I want to see the dramatic things that happened there. I mean, we once saw a black cat go on the literal, literal black cat, like what Stephen and I would always use as an analogy. And the black cat was, you know, running on the field. So Dallas is always, uh, always a good watch here, but let me shift to this. Let's go to the NBA. Now let's go to, okay. let's go to your world here. And again, I have you, I have Max Van Auken here today from the Max Van Auken podcast, lots of NBA content that you cover over there. I wanted to bring someone here that can give some good thoughts, opinions, takes here with what's going on in the NBA today. Now, What's a big surprise for you? So I'll start off with this. What's a big surprise for you right now in the NBA, good or bad? I'll do, I'll, I'll give you both. Okay. So let's start with the positive, right? Glass half full guy. It wasn't a surprise to me. I said this when I covered the NBA draft on SUV TV with Sean Phillips, Shelvin Mack, uh, Coach Lewis Preston, Kate. Um, and I said, we, we talked about it. Normally when you enter the league, it's about how good are you? Like, like, like prove how good you are, earn that big contract, become an all-star, put up crazy numbers. Then towards like that second phase of your career, it goes to, okay, now I need to win. I've proven how good I am. Now, I've, now that I've shown how good I am, people are going to say, I'm not a winner. I need to win. And then that third stage, and I'm talking about like the elite NBA players have these three phases. The third phase is normally then, okay, now how can I position myself for life after basketball, the mogul stage, the sponsorships, the businesses, and so forth. John Morant has taken the, that he skipped that first. He's combined the first phase with the second phase. He's shown you how good he is, but he's combining it with winning at an early age. Now, the only other player that's really doing that at that age is Trey Young. So Trey Young and John Morant are two incredibly, they're so special because what Jaw's doing in Memphis is not only giving you the stats, not showing you how good he is. He's averaging over 30 a game but he's combined it with winning. And it's not like he went to a Lakers. It's not like he went to a Golden State. We're talking about Memphis. They've been consistent over the years, but they've never been a real good team. You don't really think about them making a playoff push. Last year, he was already in the playoffs. This year, he's putting up crazy stats, and Memphis is the talk of the the NBA right now because of what he's been able to do. So to me, and we called it on the draft show, this is going to be that year for John Morant. Like careers are defined by moments. Last year, he ended it with a moment beating Golden State. Now he's already combining it with winning. Uh, so that's been the positive story for me is John Morant. Uh, as far as a negative one and a disappointing one is Zion. I'm a Zion guy. So okay. to see him not playing already, to see him like they show some of his workouts or running up and down the court and he's really – um, out of shape compared compared to what you really want to see him. And with him, his weight fluctuates so easily. You never want to see him lose himself because that could really hurt his 
uh, potential on the court. He's already so big and he plays so vertically that much weight and torque on your knees. It's just prone to get injured. And he's already, and he lost himself again. Like he already gained way too much weight. They say he was yeah. close to 300 pounds. Yeah. And so it's like, I hate to see that because I'm a Zion guy, but when you look at it and the fact that he's not playing all the people that criticized him or doubted him was his injuries. And can he stay in shape yeah. and he's injured and he's out of shape. So yeah. to me, the, the two positive and negative things so far. Now, so oh, look, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you this right here. And this may, may sound crazy to you, but, but I watch a lot of college football. I watch, mm-hmm. I like watching quarterbacks play. You know, when I saw Joe Burrow, I told myself, that's it right there. Boom. That works. That's going to work really? right there. Saw it, I saw him play against UT. Was it week two of the college of the college season? No one was talking about this guy, but I saw him play and I said, that's what it looks like. You just know when it works, you know, mm-hmm. there's certain things like, right. We have metrics, right. In which we measure players, right. Can they do this? Can they do that? Sometimes Max, you just know it. Like you, you, you see it and you're like, okay, that's it it's right the, there. Yeah. It's just the, it happens. So that, that was my, my opinion with Burrow. When I saw uh, Herbert play, I told myself the same thing. Okay. That's going to work. Didn't understand why he was falling. So when I saw Jaw play in college, in college basketball, I told myself, okay, cool. That's the number one pick right there. That's the number one pick, my opinion. Because then I knew what, who Zion was, the hype, right? This player from Duke, the shoe blew out, right? That was a, sto- a big story, man. This guy is so physically dominating, especially at the rim, where he's going to cause people nightmares. I have another rule. I don't like comparing players. I don't like having comps comparing players to like LeBron or like the, some of the greatest of all time. Let's not put these expectations on these guys. Personally, I would have taken John Morant, number one. And I'm starting to think that I was right in that sense. Disagree, agree with me. I just was, I wasn't a fish of fully convinced on what Zion could be, not because of his ability, but some of the off-court stuff. Again, like you said, wait, you know, that's, you know, an issue, you know, it's a judgment call, right? I mean, again, you're getting paid to be able to put that work in, work out there. Are there other issues going on that we don't know about? Maybe they are, right? I don't think it's very fair to judge, but from just watching Jaw and Zion, I told myself, I'd rather have Jaw number one. I mean, is it fair to say that, Max? Absolutely. Now, you asked, if you asked me this last season, yeah. I would probably disagree. I would say, <laughs> you know what? I still like Zion's upside because I think he could be the face of the NBA and you don't just come across that. I would have okay. disagreed with you. Now... I would agree with you because at some point you have to say normally injuries don't get better over time. Like you're normally supposed to be healthier and then your body starts to fall apart and fatigue and just erode over time. The bigger you are typically doesn't get better either. If you're a big guy and it's only going to usually get worse unless you create really great habits early, like a Russell Wilson takes care of his body. Not that he's a big guy, but he takes care of his body. A Tom takes care of his body. Uh, A LeBron takes care of his body. We haven't seen Zion have the history of taking care of his body. Yeah. And John Moran is consistently available in the way the game is played nowadays with the guards and controlling the tempo and the speed and the, and the time and the clock. John Moran has more of an impact on the game also. And so yeah. I would always take the guy that's more available and more consistent. Yeah. Zion may have that higher upside, like, oh, my gosh, look what he just did. But how many times are you getting that now? So when he played, he's unbelievable. Like, you can't stop him. Most points in the paint. I love that. And if he were consistent, I would say Zion. But that if consistent is a huge if, and he hasn't proven to be it. So when he is on the court, I like Zion, but I don't know if he's always going to be on the court. So you're not crazy. You know, I, I, I call, I have this thing where I call myself Mr. Honesty. So I give people the, 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 you know, the the actual take here, the truth, right? 
something that people don't want to hear. People always call me a hater for it, but I just remember <laughs> watching and uh, I have a good friend that is huge basketball fan. Right. And I, and he's a huge Zion guy. And I told him, look, man, after jaw was able to take his team to the playoffs, I said, where's the debate here, man? I mean, jaws taking his team to the playoffs and Zion's at home watching it, you know, again, yeah. and I only say this just because of, again, and this is me, the media's fault, the high standards for this young man that he had going into the game. If it was just any other regular player, right. We, would, we wouldn't really be t- having this debate here, but I, I truthfully thought coming out, I'm like, I don't understand the hype. Like I get it, but basketball's much more than just being able to be a phenomenal athlete, right? There's things you got to control outside of the court. And if you don't do that, I mean, it's going to really take your career down a wrong path, you know, not saying that he can't overcome this or he can't turn this around, but let me ask you this though, a little conspiracy, right? Do you think maybe this might be a ploy to get out of New Orleans from Zion? That's an interesting conspiracy because I do believe he wants to be a New York Nick. I don't think that's even a secret. He's basically said everything you could say besides I want to be a Nick. Like he, every time he has a chance to talk about, oh, MSG is amazing. There's nothing like playing in Madison Square Garden. I love playing with, he wants to be a Nick. Uh, I don't know. That's you know what? I would like to say, no, you're not like, yeah, you're kind of crazy for saying that, but it's kind of hard to argue that because if you really don't want to play somewhere and you can't go out and say it and him and uh, Griffin already have kind of had their uh, sticky situations as far as like just visions of the team. And I, I don't think you're crazy because no. I ultimately believe he's going to leave. Yeah. And so oh, yeah. I, if he wants to become a Nick, not that I'm saying he wants to get injured, but in a weird way that how do you explain not being able to take care of your weight when you know that's the biggest concern? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I don't think it's a crazy conspiracy. Now, usually I'm not a conspiracy guy, but I really don't think that's a crazy one at all. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, let, let me go. I want to go over two teams here with you. The Boston Celtics are a team that I was really high on, right? I saw, you know, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown take their team to the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie. And Kyrie comes in and, uh, you know, we, we know how Kyrie can be, right? So yep. it didn't work out. Then they leave. Then the bubble happens. Take their team to the Eastern Conference Finals, you know. And then, you know, they go through a tough series against Toronto. They unfortunately didn't go their way against the Heat. And then, again, we're moving back, seeing what's going on with the Celtics. I mean, has it been disappointing to you? Because I thought this was a team that could generally be making it to the finals, finals contender. And after we've seen those things happen, I'm starting not to believe, man. I mean, do you agree, disagree? What can you tell me about the Boston Celtics? Now, you know, I know that the, the coach is calling out the team now. Turbulence is going on right now with the Celtics. I mean, what can you tell us, Max? Uh, sell your Boston Celtics stock immediately. Sell it. Yeah, sell it okay. 100% because uh, I believe Jason Tatum had an opportunity to be an MVP candidate, and he still does. It's still early just because of the state that they're in, and if he plays exceptional basketball, that's clearly what like valuable presents, and that's what the fans like to see. Uh, but, yeah, definitely sell it because you have the Miami Heat. You have the defending champions in the Bucks. You have the Brooklyn Nets, whether they get Kyrie Irving or not. Uh, you have my sleepers in the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, you have just uh, the Bulls look really nice. The Hornets are exciting. This is the most dispersed talent we've seen in the East in a very, very long time. And the Boston Celtics, I didn't even bring up. So okay. to have that inconsistency and to have player-only meetings – to have your coach calling you out, to not be clicking is not a good sign considering everything that's going on in the East. Uh, you have what I really like about the Bucks. They're still hungry. Like they're still like Giannis still wants to be the hunter, not the hunt did. He's acting like he didn't win the championship. You still have really hungry teams that know what they're, they know their identity. They know their brand. 
Boston doesn't know their identity. And that's the first step. I didn't even bring up the Knicks. So sell your Boston Celtics stock. They are not going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals this year. They're not going, certainly won't go to the finals. I don't even know if they can make it. I can make the argument they may not make the playoffs. They may, Boston may not make the playoffs this year. Well, when I think about it, you yeah. have the Bucks. Like I said, you have the Heat, yeah. um, the Bulls, you have the Bulls, you have the Hawks, the Knicks. you have the Knicks. Um, you also the have the Nets. you have the Nets, you have the Hornets. Okay. Um, Bridges is playing awesome. He's playing phenomenal. I think he may be the most improved player of the year so far. He's certainly a candidate already. So I mean, they are going to maybe be a seventh or eighth seed, maybe. Or, or what, are they doing the playing again? I think they are doing yeah, the playing. Yeah, we'll they'll see. be doing the playing again. So they have enough talent. And the Wizards are playing better now. Yeah. Um, so the, you can make the case they're not going to even make the playoffs. Forget like You can forget about the second round Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Worry about even just getting in. Oh, I'm not going to argue with you there. You know, you definitely <laughs> have the knowledge. And look, I, I mean, again, right? Where there's smoke, there's some fire, right? The Absolutely. results have, have, have shown us already. And then the way the season's starting, right? Now, believe it or not, I always, I believed in Tatum. But when I, during the bubble thing, I kind of started selling the, the Tatum stock. I was like, really? okay, I'm not sure. I know he has the ability to take over games. But then there's some games where I just see him make some incredibly dumb decisions in moments right and yeah. again when you're trying to be like you know i don't again don't think it's fair to compare to lebron right Le- lebron doesn't happen all the time but if you're trying to be at that level of that ca- kind of caliber player right there can't shrink in those moments look at russell westbrook man you know he he tends to shrink in those moments right mm-hmm. so i don't know about tatum right yet right now you know we'll see i am definitely not going to argue that point right there but let's talk about the lakers right because the biggest brand right one of the biggest brands here they're struggling lebron james is hurt defense isn't playing well russell westbrook looks like he's just being catastrophic there as people some people have described this out out there what's your take on the lakers max i buy lakers stock all day every day i believe i believe they'll go to the nba finals and i believe they have a great opportunity to win it all they were my pick to win it all and i've heard the the lack of shooting their age their defense and 100 agree you can't even argue with like you can't argue with someone's age i can't deny that but I've always said there no one's in their prime is such the overrated take because name me besides Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's really in their prime when um, no like one. KD's really not in his prime anymore. Steph Curry, he's playing great basketball, but he's probably not in his prime anymore. Uh, Luka Doncic isn't in his prime. He's too young right now. He's trying to enter his prime. You look Same at all Trey. the guys. Yeah. Trey Young is trying to enter his prime. John Morant's trying to enter his prime. I'm not concerned about the prime and you have, AD, who should be in the prime of his career. You have LeBron James. When it matters most, I will always bet my money on the talent. Talent, I, I know we like to look at the X's and the O's. We like to look at the stats. If we had to bet money on a game and I have LeBron and AD, I like my chances. So the, regu- yeah, the, so the regular season, I feel, is more about figuring things out. Okay, Russell Westbrook, we don't expect you to be all of a sudden an elite shooter, an efficient player who knows how to completely change his game. That's not going to happen. But if we can have you play the way you play, buy us some regular season wins. When LeBron is taking some time off because he's trying to make sure he's healthy for the playoffs, when AD doesn't always show up, we like your all gas, no breaks mentality. We love that dog mentality. Show up and just do that. Just give us your regular season, Russell Westbrook. Get us to the playoffs. If they can get there healthy and that's their main concern, that's the most important because I don't see anyone in the West that will take out a healthy LeBron and AD. Agreed. And so 
Westbrook, we're not expecting you to be 30 points, triple-double monsters. If we can get an 18, 7, and 7 out of you, that's all we need as a third guy. And just get everyone there healthy. They do need to add shooting. They, they I really believe in that. Um, they do need to improve defensively. And Rob Polinka doesn't get enough credit that he deserves for what he's always been able to transform this roster into. And I believe they'll make some tweaks come uh, the not free agent, the trade Third deadline. Yeah, yeah, I believe that they'll definitely make some tweaks there. But I'm I'm not with kind of like what we talked about the Chiefs, kind of like what we talked about yeah. with the Bucks. I'm not into oh all of a sudden this is not going to work. I still believe when they're healthy, I'm I'm going to bet my money on them. I absolutely agree with you. You know, I I'm always going to bet LeBron, man. I'm always going to yeah. bet LeBron. You know, and it's, it's Brady and LeBron you can't bet against. Yeah. yeah, Brady and LeBron, man. It's just you know, come on, man. The guys earned that, right? And of yeah. course, I know every season's new, but I'm still I'm still not going to go go ahead and bet against mm-hmm. him. Now, it's interesting. I think my biggest thing is can Russell Westbrook not lose the game when it's crunch time? You know, when you get to the playoffs for the for these guys, because we know that Westbrook can get kind of crazy, starts taking a lot of crazy shots. Now, I think if there's one human being or one athlete that can handle that, it's LeBron James, where, you know, if he tells you something, it's going to mean something. Yes. So I just hope Russ is able to fall in line. That's my only concern, concern because I do think with Russ and how he can be, I think that gives him the potential to start losing playoff games more than, you know, what LeBron would normally lose. Now, LeBron loses a lot of games usually when it comes to being in the first round, right? He'll, he's gone to, you know, game seven multiple times. So it happens, right? But this is going to be very crucial. I think it's going to be a very crucial piece for the Lakers just moving forward and as they get into that postseason. Max, you've been awesome, man. Is there anything you want to let the audience know as we're signing out here? Uh, I want to thank you for having me on your show. You um, have been incredibly patient with me. You have a fantastic <laughs> show. And you, um, I, really, I really appreciate you uh, letting me come on your show and talk some sports with you, throw some interesting theories. You can just find me. My, my name is my brand. So literally you type in Max Van Auken, my podcast, my Instagram, my Twitter, all my interviews will pop up. So I really, again, thank you for letting me come on your show. Oh, thank you, Max. And to all the audience listening, thank you for sticking around, folks. I'll catch you later, guys. Goodbye.